This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Nothing, Skype is just being weird again. You're being weird again. I'm not weird. You're you're 100% weird, you're the weirdest. Compared to you? Yeah, compared to me, you are 100% weird and I am 100% normal. Ask your wife. I will. She's here with us. Hey, what up, Liz? Hey, poet. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Yay or nay? He's 100% weird and I'm 100% normal. Oh, we're both fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it real. Keep it real. I'm not that strange. You are, though. Hey. I'm very weird. How so? What does it say about me, though? I'm married to you. I was going to say, like, you're the strangest, right? Yeah, but I'm weird in an intellectual way. Smart people are supposed to be weird. I feel that. I, uh, did I ever tell you about the dude I knew who discovered a dinosaur bone? No. I mean, discovered a dinosaur? I don't like, know if he discovered wait, a dinosaur. I don't know. Maybe like he a new dis- species? I don't think he discovered a new species. I think he discovered he basically he volunteered at the Denver uh, at the Natural History Museum, and he was in the paleontology department. And basically, he was cleaning up bones, and there were bones in with these one dinosaur, and he was like, "Oh no, these ain't this ain't right. This is." these other dinosaurs or something anyways he ended up getting published in whatever you would get published about dinosaurs in like some scientific journal or some shit as a volunteer at the at the natural history museum before he even even was a freshman in college so like that's that's how intelligent this dude is cut to one day i see him in uh in the cafeteria and his chin is bandaged, bandaged up. I'm like, hey, man, what the fuck happened to you? I was riding my bike, and there was a, a leaf in the front tire, and I, I tried to kick it out, and my foot got caught in the tire, and I flipped over my handlebar. <laughs> and his chin on the gutter. I was like, god damn. How can you be so smart that you fucking look at a bone and be like, oh, no, this is in the wrong place. But you think you could kick a leaf out your bike while you riding it? That's, oh that's how it goes, man. Like, I feel like I've got a good combination of book smarts and common sense. Some of these smart motherfuckers have no common sense. Yeah, you gotta have some common yeah. sense. What did you say? I said you got to have some common sense. See, um, I, yeah. one time I was riding bikes with a friend of mine, and I didn't have a bike, so he had two, so I just borrowed his other one. Mm-hmm. And we were going around the block, and for some reason, they were going down the street. I decided to go on the sidewalk, and I guess I moved too far over, and I hit the curb. And we were going downhill at the time, so like I busted the wheel, went over the handlebars, and slid down with this person's yard. And my friend was mad at me because I messed up his bike. And they didn't really care that I was hurt. They kind of left me, and the bike was all messed up, so I just had to walk it back to his house. Why did you walk it back? Would have fucking left his bike after he was being an asshole. Why did you punk out like that? I don't know. I guess I had... I would have ditched that fucking bike and gone home, and when he was like, where's my bike? Be like, I don't know. Maybe where I left it, bitch. I mean, Damn. I, I feel like I want to ask you how old you you were when this happened, but I feel like you're going to be like, it was Tuesday. No, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was last week. Uh, <laughs> check it. Yeah, this is exactly what I meant. Nah, nah, you know I don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> what about Taylor Hamilton James? That's true. That's true. Uh, he wouldn't let me borrow his bike, I don't think. I don't think he has, <laughs> I don't think he has a bike. Um, yeah, I, th- I guess I was like 12. That sounds about right. Look at your cat. Uh, our cat's getting in a box. My mom sent me a, our Valentine's Day uh, like gift today, which is like socks and some little heart. Uh, what would you call the things you put on your head there? Headband. Headband. Uh, she also got me a, a new controller for my PlayStation. Nice, nice. Which was actually a mistake because she tried to get a PlayStation 3 controller for my dad. Uh, but she accidentally got this. She was like, well, you can have this. That's funny. I'm like, All right, thanks. Speaking of PlayStation, I just uh, have gotten back into uh, Playsta- uh, PlayStation 4. Spider-Man doing my new game plus uh when the dlc first came out i had uh started to do it but um i was i think i was kind of burnt out from having done everything i'd done the first playthrough and wasn't really necessarily ready to dive back in plus like i wasn't really happy with the suits Uh, yeah i've never really been into new game plus uh for any game I, i don't get it you know unless there's like a legitimate because well, to me, like, there's never really enough reason for me to want to play through the game again. Uh, uh, for, uh, for me, it, it it's simply because I didn't get enough of the tokens and stuff, and I'm not going to sit there and grind it out, like, trying to get a medium or gold or whatever you got to get to get the most tokens. So just playing through again should get me enough tokens to unlock all the suits, gadgets, and stuff like that. Um but what helped me get back into it was those Fantastic Four suits we talked about them dropping, and oh, okay. uh, I, and I've loved the fan, the the Future Foundation suit, that white and black suit. Oh, it looks so good at night. I dig it. So I've been ba- I've been back into my PlayStation and the Spider-Man game, and like uh, just dude, just swim, swinging around the city. So good. That reminds me, we didn't talk about this yet. I uh, hopped on the, uh, uh, shockingly, I played the EA Bioware game Anthem uh, last weekend during its uh, free uh, beta. It's, uh, it's public beta. They had a private beta two weeks ago, and then last weekend I did it. And I have to say, it's as close to being Iron Man as I'll probably ever get. Um, I really did enjoy that. I did enjoy being... It's more like War Machine, really, let's be honest. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the... Pl- I mean, uh, just the flying around and running around in that suit and just the mechanics of how that works... Like I, it's the same way as Spider-Man. I could see myself getting that game just to hop into free mode and fly around. Not like really like maybe shoot some stuff here and there. I could probably care less about the story, but like the, the flying around and like going like, and there was this one part where I like, I didn't even really like realize what was about to happen, but like basically two things, uh, 
happen. Like when you hit the ground, you you know you do like your hero hit, or you do um, you hit the ground as like essentially you've overheated from flying, and you crash down to the ground, right? And uh, and they make a dude look really cool how you do it. It's almost like you're crashing to the earth like a comet, and you can kind of like you can kind of gu- glide guide how you're gonna crash down, but like as you go, you pick up speed and you get hot. And it's cool. And uh, anyways, I was flying around with Ren, and uh, we were flying in and around this waterfall, and I flew up the waterfall, and then I just flew as high as I could fly. And uh, coming back down, I tapped out. I, I overheated. So when you overheat, you have to land. Because uh, uh, one of the mechanics is you got to stay cool to fly. And, uh, and so one of the ways you can do that is by getting wet. So if you fly essentially through a waterfall or fly low enough that you're above water that you get the spray from the you flying above it, that'll cool you off. Essentially, you can fly longer as these powered suits or whatever. And so anyways, I had overheated before I hit to the waterfall. So I was going to do like the crash into the ground. And I was like fully expecting to hit the uh, like, you know, like because like when you hit the water, you're essentially in a riverbed, even though like there's water there or whatever. It's never really that deep. Most of the time when I hit the water, I fully went into this cavern and that I didn't see and the water, the river was way deeper. And so now instead of like being above the ground, I went from flying above air to essentially flying underwater and swimming in the underwater part of the map like that. They do that really good. There's a couple places in the story mode where they had you doing that. But like, I didn't, I, I, because I story mode was so focused, like I didn't like I didn't really ever know where we were at or what was going on at the time. So like just exploring in free mode and being able to go from up in the sky to under the water and like swimming around underwater and then shooting back up and going into the sky. I mean, it's like it's so fun, and I would almost say worth the price of the game, but I'm not gonna get the game. I've been screwed by Bioware and EA before. Like you spent all this time talking about how fun you're having with this game. You're like, I'm not gonna get it though. <laughs> hey, it, it, for real though, when it, it when it gets less than full price, when there's a discount on it, I'll probably pick it up. Um, just because, and like, so like, they have four classes. You have your basic war machine class that can bounce between uh, different uh, augments that can kind of make it more Iron Man esque. Uh, than War Machine, but um, then you have like one that's like an elemental dude, then you have one that's like a ninja guy, and then you have like a tank character. Um, uh, the second, in the demo, they only uh, let you unlock two suits. Basically, the Ranger suit, the War Machine Iron Man class, and then you could level up and choose one other suit. So, uh, when I was playing with Ren, she went with like the ninja suit, so I decided to go with the elemental suit. And I wanted, and I went specifically with lightning, and I ended up getting this power that essentially allowed me to call this huge lightning strike down. And if you, you hit in a group of enemies, it was just like it was so devastating, and it was so satisfying of an attack to use. But but it got to the point where every time I would use it, I would just be like, "Remind me, what were you the god of again?" And then I'd be like, "Lightning attack." <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking just devastate the fucking battlefield. Oh, man. It's weird how much fun I had playing a game. I'm not going to get into much. Uh, well, yeah, I don't understand. Why are you so into this, but you're like, I'm not going to get this game? Uh, mostly because uh, of my uh, negative uh, feelings towards Bioware and EA. I would rather give them less of my money than as, as possible. If I could get that game for free, I would play it probably more than uh, I would admit. Um, <laughs> but I just don't want to give them a whole bunch of money. That being said, there's another game coming out that I am fully going to give as much money as possible to. I hope there's like some stupid expensive version that gives me all of a bunch of shit that I don't need or want, but will fucking love adoringly. Um, it's this new game that's set to come out, I believe, around the end of March, like March 26th, I think. And it's called um, uh, Outward. It is a, uh, a RPG that, unlike most RPGs where you're the hero character... This is an adventure RPG. So you're not a hero. You can't just charge into battle. You can't just crush enemies willy-nilly. Um, there are consequences to your actions. You have to watch your health, your stamina, your hydration, your uh, temperature. Um, there are other mechanics such as like you have a backpack. And if you uh, go into attack with your backpack, you're a you're less agile, and um, so you you drop your you drop your backpack to uh, to get uh, to get be a better attacker. But then potentially people can loot your backpack, or you can lose it if you die. Um, and they have different death mechanics. Like you don't always die. Maybe the bandits will try to ransom you off, or um, there are other aspects that you know we'll find out as we play. But the uh, most important thing about it, does the facial hair grow in real time? No. Sadly, that mechanic is not... Then you can't game. get the game. I mean, we've, we've already discussed this. You made you pretty much have decided, it's like, you're not going to get a game unless the hair grows in real time. Look, not everything you one says on a podcast should be taken verbatim. Some of it is hyperbole. You do, do you need to look that up? Do you want to ask Liz what that word means? Also, no, Liz, no. Also, Liz, did I use that word correctly? I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't listening. What word was it? Oh, a hyperbole. What did you say? I basically said you can't take everything I say verbatim. Some of it is hyperbole. hyperbole. That, was, that was good. That was good. It was a smooth use of that word. Thank you. Thank you. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think? Oh. I'm not. Uh, maybe a little. Um. But no, so anyways, it, and what's interesting about this game is one, it was a Kickstarter project, and uh, the developer said at, at the most, at any given time working on the game, the, the amount of people was 10. So it's a very small team that worked on this game, and I, I, I fully want to support it and get on board. Uh, and, but any, what's interesting is that one, it's a solo game. You can play it solo. Or you can play it split screen, which is, you know, something rare nowadays. Um, but then it's also online cooperative. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. See, well, I would like to find a fun uh, split-screen game to play, especially now that I have two controllers uh, for my PlayStation. Yeah. Because I think it would be a lot of fun to play something. <laughs> I want to find like a fun game that she would enjoy. Well, this is a game that I, if I would say, I would say it's a cross between Elder Scrolls and Fable. If I don't know. How would you feel about that? If you played either of those and liked them. No. I said, I don't know. See, um, you just so badly want to play a video game with me, and I get that. You want to share this moment with me. like it's yeah. video game. But the thing is, I like quick action games. I like Mortal Kombat. I like Soul that's Calibur. Fine. I no, like that's, Tekken. I like that, too. Like, you, know, that. you know what I like, but you want me to, like... I don't know. You it's don't... not. Well, no. I just. I want. I. I. I guess I'm just trying to find different games. Look, man. I want to play. Uh, if you want to play a game with me, like get me to play a game for hours on end, like me and you all weekend doing nothing but playing a video game. You give me a Super Nintendo and you give me Super Mario World and that we're would... fucking on and it's popping. Like about, I won't. What about Super Smash Brothers? No, I can't. I can't just do that for hours and hours on end. But I, I can't actually, I can't Mario either. World. I do like Super Smash Brothers, but I, I can't play it like some people do. Because I've been, to, I've been to like parties and stuff where people will play Smash Brothers, and after like two or three games, I'm like, right, I'm done with this. Like at least for a little, at least for a little while, I need a break. I'd like to play it. I've never played it, but I'd like to play it. But I'm not going to get into Nintendo. Man, then my friend said, you know your life is boring when you only wear work clothes and bed clothes. I said, damn, what does it mean if your work clothes are your bed clothes? That you work from home? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying I don't change my clothes to work from home. You know, I, I don't I don't really get up. Billy will tell you. I roll over, get the laptop from next to the bed, and then I open it, and then I sit there. Like, I don't leave the bed. You sound like... Uh... You sound like Banky from Mallrats, picking up your controller to finish your NHL game. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy's in the bathroom crying. What are you crying about, Billy? Why, Why would I cry in the bathroom? I don't know. I don't know what you do in the bathroom. Because you think about the doctors and the pilots who are out there helping people with their lives, and all you're doing is uh, <laughs> fucking Banky. You really no, that, uh, not Banky's. Uh, wait, Banky's chasing Amy. What was uh, his name in Mallrats? Um. Uh. Ah. Uh, shit. It's. Uh, I guess I could just look it up on IMDb. Don't. Don't. No. You think we it, should know this? This is an embarrassment. There was a time we could quote that movie. Brody is right. Good one. I. You beat me. That makes you feel better. I mean, I get it. Um. Speaking of movies, I watched a movie that with the exception of two what i would consider in uh, uh for me i while i had a problem with one aspect of it not enough of a problem to ruin the movie the other one so takes me out of the movie in the time it happens that it's just like oh my god why did they do that but the rest of the movie is honestly one of, I would say, the best movies I've seen in the last year. All right, what is it? <laughs> and that is the movie starring Samuel Elliott, known as The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. 
that that looked really weird to me because I it, could they not decide? Because is there any? It, it sounds like a joke, but watching the trailer, it seemed like they took it real seriously. It is a hundred percent serious. It is. It is a riveting story. The way they do it, um, I, without getting into spoilers, I could have, I, I, and I'm, I'm guessing this is probably budget. The Bigfoot was a little on the the cheap looking side. Um, I didn't mind that so much. There is this one part during the part with Bigfoot that is so, like I said, it's just so. It just takes me out of the movie. It just is so bad. It takes you out of the movie. But the rest of the movie is honestly, I felt phenomenal. There's one section in the movie that practically plays like a silent film. It's just music with the dialogue at a very low level. Um, it's this fascinating look at Sam and Sam Elliott. Essentially, they so essentially it's Sam Elliott uh, uh, in the present day. And then looking back at uh, his uh, his life as a young man before going off to World War II, during World War II, after World War II, and then present day, what what's going on with his life. And based on the title, it's safe to assume that he kills both Hitler and Bigfoot in this movie. A hundred percent true. Uh, and, uh, uh. And, 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 and hold on. It is not it's it's not at all slapsticky in the way that uh, Inglorious Bastards was. No, it doesn't look like, and that's why I didn't and, really want to see it because I was like, why and, do they have this to me? And here's the thing, uh, the I uh, the the his the the story of him killing Hitler, I really liked their take on it. Um, without being spoilers. Uh, they have a really interesting take on it, um, and I and I, I honestly, I, I it's on my Voodoo Billy, so I think you should watch it. Uh, I I highly I highly recommend uh, this movie. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it, minus the Bigfoot stuff. So, like half of the movie? No. The Bigfoot stuff, I would say, is maybe less than a quarter of the movie. Do you think it would work if they cut out the Bigfoot stuff? Um. Well, you would need you need that you need that for the story. Could it have been something other than Bigfoot? Sure. Uh, I I think had they probably had a better budget. They could have done the Bigfoot better, but I, but I honestly, the the Hitler and the Bigfoot are are just essentially anchors to basically tell the story of this of this man Sam Elliott and sort of his life and uh, I very it's very well done. I was riveted by it. It reminds me a lot, in a, in a way, of what I liked about the Ip Man trilogy, in that the Ip Man, you think you're watching it because uh, um, uh, 
uh, God, now I can't think of his name. Churit from Rogue One. Um, oh, you would know. Shut up. Donnie I, Yen. I, I you really watch it for Donnie. You're thinking you're watching it for Donnie Yen and his action. But the whole trilogy ends up being this really um, amazing uh, romance about this romantic story about him and his wife. And it just is punctuated by these action beats and Mike Tyson in the third one. Uh, but I, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, also, uh, Dax sent us some questions, and one of the questions is related to this uh, the uh, the man who killed Hitler and the, and then Bigfoot. Um, he one he wanted to know how did Sam Elliott do. And I thought Sam Elliott was amazing as always. Uh, everybody really is phenomenal uh, in this movie. Um, uh, let me look up some people here real quick that were in it. Oh, come on. Um, uh, the guy who played the young version of him. Aiden Turner also, I thought, did an amazing job uh, playing the young, uh, the young Calvin Barr. Um, his his uh, his brother is played by a guy named Larry Miller, who, if you don't know his name, you'd recognize his face. He was great. Um, so Sam did a really good job. The uh, Dak's next question, though, is uh, how many films of Sam Elliott's have you seen? And how do you rate this compared to those? I mean, it's among, you know, I would put it up there. If you're a fan of Sam Elliott, I would say it's definitely a film you should see. Um, but that made me look at his, like, what movies Sam had been in that I love. And, you know, I mean, obviously Tombstone uh, is amazing. Uh, Roadhouse, he's awesome in. Um... I mean, obviously, you know, the Big Lebowski. Uh, um, what was the one? He was in a Whoopi Goldberg movie that I really liked. Oh, yeah, Fatal Beauty. Class, I'm a fan of Whoopi Goldberg movies from the from the early, mid-80s, too. What's your feeling on Sam Elliott and then Whoopi Goldberg, Billy? Uh, I think that they are both talented in very different ways. Uh, I can I can say I've never talked about them in the same set. I've never been like, hey, you know who's great? Sam Elliott and uh, what what's her name? Uh, oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh man, well it just what, happens they were in a movie together. And I, what do you I, think, I Sam Elliott and Whoopi Goldberg any good? For what? As actors. Yeah. I like Whoopi Goldberg. Who's Sam Elliott? I don't even know. Who you don't know who Sam Elliott is? No. He's awesome. What's she would have. She would have. Oh. She saw him. He was in yeah, Tombstone. Um, he was in uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that she was. Oh no, he just plays the same old man with a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he. But he nails that role every time. Does he, or is he just doing himself? It's like Matthew McConaughey. I don't think Matthew McConaughey is a particularly good actor. I think he's just always Matthew McConaughey, and somehow that works in movies. Yeah, but good for him, you know? They're, they're, they're... No, good for him, but I'm saying, like, acting skill-wise, I'm like, uh, oh, you just... 
just doing the same thing. Like, you know, there's some actors who, like Christian Bale, okay? That's, that's right. how I feel about Ryan Reynolds. He's always the same yeah, in everything he's I see. always Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. right. He's going to be Van Wilder forever. Like, I mean, always great? Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's not that we don't enjoy it, but when you talk about, like, acting skill, I mean, it's like, okay, like I said, like, look at look at Christian Bale. Yeah. Dude has range. Well, yeah. Like, he is not the same person over and over again. Like, what? how do you have American Psycho and then Batman and then Laurie from Little Women? I mean, he's just... One of my favorite... bad guy in Shaft 2000, you know? like. Oh, did you see the trailer for Shaft? I did see the trailer for the new Shaft. Uh, yeah. it, made, it made me laugh. I don't know. It seems like it's a little bit more comedic than the last one, which may be good or bad. I don't know. I don't um, get that, man. I, I think it looks fun. I do think it looks fun. Uh, 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 Dak, uh, uh, his next question was for you, Billy. Oh. Without spoilers, where are you up to in Kingdom Hearts 3, and how does it compare to the others thus far? Uh, I have made it, I'm like, I've been playing for like 15 hours. Uh, I've made it to, I guess it's not really a spoiler because people know what the worlds are. So I think I'm almost done with the uh, Big Hero 6 world, and I don't know what comes after that. So I think I'm getting closer to the end. Uh, really? After 15 hours? Maybe. I don't know. I don't Because, you know, I, I played two for like 30 hours before I finally beat it. But the first one, I think it took me like 15 hours. So I don't know how that's... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I, I won't say I'm coming close to the end entirely... Uh, like I don't think I'm going to be done with it within the next hour, but like I think I'm coming close to the last world or two, which is probably going to be a few more hours. Gotcha. So I can see it being like a twenty-hour game. Okay. Plus, like all the side stuff, which I've gotten a lot. I've really done a ton of that. Right on, right on. Uh, his next question is: Are you currently reading? If anything, I'm not. I'm not reading anything currently. Uh, I'm about to finish The Human Division, a John Scalzi book. Uh, it's the Old, Man War, Old Man's War series, if you guys don't um, It's pretty good. It's, it's funny. Uh, his, uh, his, his writing is real entertaining. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, I guess that's what I'm reading right now. Once I finish that, I don't know what I'll, what I'll get to next. Something else. The, I, I guess I lied. The only thing I'm currently reading is the Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition Player's Handbook. As I continue to prepare my character for our first adventure. And then Dak, wanted, Dak asked me a question about Dungeons and Dragons, or about our, our Dungeons and Dragons. Is it going to be a one off, or is this going to be a continuing adventure where I will continue to play as my character and we see how he progresses? each playthrough? I think that depends <sighs> on how it goes. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. That That's, uh, that's hard to say. Cause I really don't, I, I just, I don't know how this is going to turn out. This could be a disaster for all I know. <laughs> well, if you suck at being DM, we can just sub somebody else in. I mean, it's not just, first of all, it's hard to find. <laughs> so I don't know what you expect. Oh, man. 
Uh, I, I have no expectations. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I couldn't. You, I can honestly say, you will be the best DM that I have ever played with in any game of Dungeons and Dragons ever. How about that, Billy? Does that take the pressure off? A little bit. You literally will be the best, hands down. If there's a gold medal, you're also getting silver and bronze. That's how good you'll be as a DM in comparison to all the other DMs I've been playing with. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be good. I don't want to make... I just don't want to say, like, we're going to do this from now on, and then it turns out to suck. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because I'm worried enough about that. Because if it does, it's going to be a long-ass episode for people to get through uh, already. And I don't need... I don't need people being like, what, what was that? Why did they do this? Who do we ask to do it again? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, Dak wants to be in on the next one if we do do it again. I mean, we yeah, I don't know. It's I just don't want to – I guess I don't want to jinx it because I feel like if I'm like, yeah, then I, then I know I'm going to screw it up. So, you know, we'll see how things turn out. Billy, I trust in you. You'll be fine. Maybe. <laughs> hey, what'd you, what'd you, where are you, what'd you look up on the pseudo dragon? Where are you at with that? Is that? I, I have not looked it up you yet. Son of a bitch. I will tonight. I promise. Because I was, t I was actually doing some Dungeons and Dragons stuff today, but most of it was just taking a bunch of the. I was saving a lot of my uh, uh, PDFs for like books and stuff into my Google Drive because I don't want to lose it. Uh, Liz, you played a one-off uh, Dungeons & Dragons game with me. How did you think I did as a, as a Dungeon Master? Hmm? How do you think I did playing as a Dungeon Master? It was fun. Yeah? It's the only... I don't have anything to compare it to. See? You were the best DM she's ever had. I love asking you these questions, and then you're like, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you expect? Oh, I don't know. I was Open what you want to tell us about uh, what men want? What about what we saw? What? Well, no, I don't want you to tell us what men want. I mean, oh. that's, but I mean the movie. We saw oh, the movie. You, last you night. saw the new movie. What men want? How was it? Are y'all doing your show? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god! I've just been sitting here the whole time. I thought you guys were just talking. No, he yeah. always. I, I've gotten. I've gotten used to the idea that he just starts recording before we even start oh. talking. Billy made, like, a big deal about it. He was like, you're going to be our guest and stuff. I thought I'd get introduced and stuff. Like, <laughs> no, we never, just, uh, we never do. Like, we never introduce people to they're like, am I going to be introduced? Are we doing the show? Is this yeah, no show? one ever knows. It's like, uh, this is terrible. If it makes Everyone. you feel better, uh, I want you to know that you are the, I think that's the longest anyone's gone without realizing that we weren't, that we were doing the show well uh i mean i wasn't part of the conversation so that doesn't make me feel better well, it just means you're a terrible host I you, am been, being you have been a part of the conversation you just didn't realize all the all the time that you were a part of the conversation no i'm an afterthought like billy's <laughs> up here like saying like oh i don't know this what do you think like i didn't know I just well because you. well because i realized that there's a big part of the game like you know uh, you're talking about anthem it's like what is you know especially with video games it's like well you know Oh, what Liz has to add about she doesn't really. And then, well, to be fair, I, we were talking about I Sam do. Elliott, I know that one. and you don't have a whole lot to add on the Sam Elliott tip. 
Yeah, why were you talking about that guy? I don't even know. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. We saw saw the screen that stars Sam Elliott. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I is that necessary it. now? I don't think. I know. At this point, it's like anybody listening should know. I guess if we're don't you have like that, three uh, listeners? Don't don't whoa, say whoa whoa. Uh, what the fuck? Actually, <laughs> let me see how many downloads because we've been getting some decent downloads lately. I've noticed. I mean, I've been trying to keep up with it. Okay, one is me, and I think one is my friend Misty. Wait, you? Oh, do you really? Yeah. You downloaded? I didn't know that. You never told me that. Okay, X gonna give it to you. Got 21 <laughs> Oh, snap. That's pretty good. That was the last uh, episode. The quiz show got 27. Oh. Who's Renee has 24. Uh, four squared or Bane, Black Mask and the Joker walk into a bar. That's a long, that's a mouthful. Of, <laughs> that one has 13. Okay, I think it's because the, the, the title was really long for that one. <laughs> you, you think the title is is made it so people are like, oh, I can't even listen to this one. Yeah, they, they start reading it. They're like, nope, nope. So, should I just leave it as four squared then and take off that extra half? No, it's too late. Don't. Why would you change it now? You made a a a commitment. I don't expect you to change it. No, but it seems like we've gotten more. As long as we consistently do episodes and. You know, put some thought into what we're doing. It seems like you know we're we're getting more and more listeners. All right, I think. I'll give you that, or at least so more what, downloads. I'll take more downloads. So, what's this episode about? What's the thought into this episode, and why am I a guest then? Uh oh, man, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Oh my god! Mm. Like, mm. well, no, that's just that's what we do that on this show. The wrong you answer, just, Billy. You just said if we keep putting thought into the, our episodes, and then you followed up with, we don't really put any thought into this. Yeah, no, that, this one we definitely didn't. Uh, no. In my defense, it's because I have to think of everything. I'll give Poet the fact that he, like, you know, he takes the recording and edits it and puts it out. But it's up to me to, like, get the guests, come up with topics, come up with ideas. Well, okay, I say that. You did think of the quiz show. You wanted to do the quiz show. But aside from that, I think I did. I've done just about everything else. Well, that's because I can shoot from the hip. I don't need a topic to go into usually. I can whatever we want to talk about. I can talk about. I think that I can do that too. But it still helps to be prepared. I just yeah. didn't. You were the one who wanted to be prepared. I just asked you to be in charge of guests because it was it's already enough to have to record and then edit. Yeah, but I mean, for it's... me to edit, I have to at least listen to the whole episode. So you're looking at however record long record time is. Plus, it's usually going to be almost double that with the editing time. So I'm thinking three hours. You know, usually if we're in an hour episode, I'm thinking about three hours into recording, editing, and uploading. God forbid you should arrange the guests and maybe think of a fucking topic. What? I'm not saying that. Yeah. that I, I'm just saying. Uh, that I, I, mean, I do a lot for the show. 
And it can be a little overwhelming. I have a lot going on, man. I, I got school. Lies. I do. <laughs> I, I do have a lot. Lies. And the truth shall set you free, Billy. Uh, okay, look. Here, here's what I spend my week doing. So I, I got, I got work. That's something. I got school. You say that's work like thing. work is just that intense. I have to be there. <laughs> it's that's counts for something. Some of us don't get to just wake up and oh, you know, I'll be able to do that. Uh, wake up and like just log onto a computer and start working. But I hope to start doing that soon. That'd be nice. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, it, I have hobbies that I like to do. I am trying to better myself. I have anxiety. <laughs> Word, that's what you're going to go with? Anxiety? And, well, yeah, that's a serious thing. You going to make fun of me? Yeah, I'm going to make fun of you. That's not what I you, thought. Not for your anxiety, but because you said you have anxiety as an excuse for why you fucking are overwhelmed by our podcast. I'm not overwhelmed. If I were overwhelmed, I'd be like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's nothing like that. <laughs> why don't you start talking you, about this in- Wait, because because you, you tried to claim you put a lot of thought into uh, our oh, podcast, oh, okay, okay, and then yeah, you were I'm like, saying, "Oh, I didn't I think about like, this episode with my yeah, wife on it." Put some thought into like what we're gonna do, but and I really do because here's the problem. My first, I think about maybe planning out multiple episodes at once and like trying to contact people and be like, "Hey, uh, what do you think about being the guest this week?" And then we'll talk about this, uh, but. I don't know. I feel weird trying to get people to plan out that ahead of advance and be like, hey, what are you doing in like three weeks? Like that's kind of – I guess that's okay, but I don't know. I don't want to put that on people. That's what normal people like though. They like to have things on a calendar and have a schedule and have time to plan. Uh, so like I have like a like, – well, so like I put like a thing together that says like so this is when these movies come out or this is when this comes out. So we can talk about it on this episode. So whoever wants to be on this episode – I try to do that, but I, I just I feel like it's easier to do it week to week, which I guess is true. Okay. Um, well, so far, I'm your guest on this episode. So what? What's it okay? What's it like being married to me? That's a. <laughs> why is that a boring topic? Oh man, cause you boring bird. Yep. That was me. Oh you God. spent ten minutes talking about a fucking game that you're not even. <laughs> Man, do you guys ever talk about anything your guests are interested in? Like it was like I'm gonna ask Liz about this actor she doesn't know anything about. Well, and then, no, well, he and then you're gonna say, "Tell me about me." Like, well, to okay. be fair, to be fair, Billy didn't tell me you were the guest. I That's found true. out. I found out you were the guest when you were like, "Are we recording?" <laughs> well, damn. Well, it's because we talked about her being the guest a while ago, and Did we? then I was, no, I mean by we, I mean me and Liz, because oh, okay. I thought she wasn't interested, and then not too long ago, I was talking about trying to put guests together. Uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, and she was like, "You never asked me to be your guest," and I just I didn't think you wanted to do it, and I don't know why I thought that. Um, well, now I don't, because I see that you don't <laughs> put together a topic. I should. I don't know. And then I felt, I just, I felt, I don't know. Oh, man. Billy. Overthinking it. Overthinking Apparently it. Apparently I am overthinking it. I don't know what to do. Don't overthink. <laughs> so, Liz, Billy tells me you guys went and saw What Men Want, starring Taraji P. Hinton. What did you think? Okay, first of all, back the fuck up. Uh-oh. Okay. 
Even I know that's her not name. How you... Her name is Taraji P. Henson, and if you're what gonna, did I, what did I say? You said Taraji P. Henton. Oh, that is my not man. her name. Uh, I'm that sorry. Is not, I I'm need you to sorry. put respect on her name. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh man, I liked um, it better when Billy was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not so great, is it? Oh no, man. All right, so you want to try that question again? Uh, how was that movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it was hilarious. It was really funny. He asked me. <laughs> so, the movie was hilarious. It was really good. Um, of course, it's like a, I don't know what you would call it, a spinoff or whatever, What yeah. Men Want with Mel Gibson and uh, yeah. Helen Hunt. There's no connection to it, though, which I liked. I didn't want there to be. There, there is actually a a couple of throwbacks in the movie, but I don't know if it's like. But not specifically to like the characters or that storyline or anything like that. I think there is. I found a few in the movie. I don't know if it spoils it, but particularly when she has like a sex scene, pretty. It's pretty like if remember the sex scene with Mel Gibson where he's like hooking up with the girl and she's just like in her head like this is terrible. He's reading her mind, and then suddenly he like reassesses the situation and then they have like whatever great sex so there Taraji P. Henson it's like the exact same scene like the scene mirrors that same scene from what men want pretty well so there's like a couple moments like that but it stands on its own completely without having any reference to what men want it does have a couple of nods to the original movie but it stands on its own it's hilarious what's even better is if you can see the movie with a theater full of black women because that was very it is so interactive <laughs> and wonderful. I love, so, so my top three favorite moments in the theater were when they would be like, yes, every time. Because Taraji P. Henson plays like this high-powered woman in a sports management firm. You know, she's got money. So that every time she did something like drove her fancy car, I was like, yes. And then um, I like the, uh, the slow every time somebody like, you know, acted a fool around Taraji they, in the movie, like, uh, the women at the theater would go, wow, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> and that was good. And then, uh, the- or when she would do something like really, uh, uh, what was it? like not cold, but something really cool. Savage. Savage, yes. Something very Excellent. savage. They would be like, mm-hmm. That's like- my third favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so those are my three favorite favorite responses to the movie but it was it was wonderful it was it was excellent yeah it's it's really funny i was actually i was looking it up uh when we got home uh because i always like to look up trivia on movies like behind the scenes stuff and i looked it up on imdb and someone had put a review on there of like one star and it said uh it, it was like horrible another liberal remake of an originally all-male cast yeah, I was talking about how, like, why do they keep doing this? Like, you know, like, they did Ghostbusters and this, and they said some other movie, although I don't know what they were talking about. I don't, I can't remember what the other one was. What was another female remake of a... Ocean's 8? Yes, that was oh, it. That was it. But, Ocean's 8 was But good. the funny thing is, first of all, like how you said, all the dude said all-male cast as if Helen Hunt wasn't top-billed in what women want okay so let's let's start there second uh wasn't marissa tomei also a star in what women want yeah 
Yeah, mm. so I'm confused there. And third, yeah, it still is a predominantly male cast because mm. the thing is, Taraji P. Henson plays a character who works in a male-dominated field. Yeah. And so all of the people she interacts with, she has, like, her... Like, for the bachelorette party, there's the scene with, like, her girlfriends, but it's a small part of the movie. Her, she's raised by a single father, you know, and, like, played she works Shaft. for all these men. Played, played by Richard Roundtree, a.k.a. Shaft. 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 Um... You know, Pete Davidson is in it. He's hilarious. Oh, like, yeah, he plays great. one of her coworkers. So it's funny to me that the dude thinks that, like, oh, it's an all-female cat. Like, you didn't even watch the movie. Though, but, it, because first, like, first of all, the movie... Tracy Morgan is in it more oh, than, so funny more than the other women in the, in the movie. <laughs> but I think it has more of an outlook on men than anything. Because it has a really... The way that they think... You know, because I think a lot of people have like this concept, this this misconception of men thinking about sex all the time, and yeah, that definitely pops in our head. But it also has a lot of great moments of like, yep, that's exactly what a guy would be thinking. Uh, like when he meet, who was the basketball player that uh, her yeah. boyfriend meets? Yeah, so like um, when her when the guy she's dating because she she works for a sports management firm, so you know she's interacting with all these basketball players, and um, she uh, she's walking him over to introduce him to the to. to to introduce the guy she's dating to one of the basketball players she represents. And then just real loud, and she like kind of jumps back because she hears his thoughts, and he's like, oh, shit, I can't believe it's him. Like, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, oh, he remembered my name. He's shaking my hand. Like, you and know. the basketball player's thinking, he's probably thinking about how great it is to meet me, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> it's really funny, and so it talks about how, like, it, it's a cool movie. It, it's actually really... I think a really positive movie for men because it focuses on how men aren't one-dimensional. They're not always thinking about one thing. Like they have as they have deep thoughts and feelings, just like women do. Like they have their insecurities. Like when she's walking in, when she can first hear their thoughts, this guy who she perceives as this as this it, just huge douchebag that she works with is walking in. He's like, God, I hope nobody knows my Rolex is fake. I am so insecure right now. Like and it's just my favorite. One of my favorite really scenes good. is when she accuses. Uh, guy from new girl uh that because she keeps getting passed up for partner uh -huh. uh at her workplace and the way that you get it is all the other partners have to say yes so somebody keeps saying no she thinks it's him and she hears his thoughts and it's not him and he's talking he's thinking she's thinking like oh he doesn't like me because i'm a woman and his thoughts are like oh no it's not, i don't like you because you're an asshole <laughs> no no specifically what she says is you think I'm a bitch because I act this way, but if I were a man, you would say that I was good at my job. And in his head, he thinks if you were a man, I'd think you were a dick. Like, that's that's how he phrased it. Because she's thinking, mm -hmm. you know, like if I were if I were a man, people would respect me. But it's it's not the case because she's well. While that does happen, where women are, you know, you know, called bitches or whatever for acting the same way that a well-respected man would act oh, in certain okay. industries. Her character is like we talked about hyperbole earlier. Yeah, her character is way exaggerated. Like she is, she is way over the edge of what's considered decent behavior. Um, so it's cool to like see that, watch her have that realization. But it's a great movie, and it was hilarious. It was good. The actors were were really good. Uh, Erica Badu was in it, and she was wonderful. Nice. She was hilarious. It was nice to see her. Um, and now I have to backtrack and say, yeah, that's cool and all, but Erica Badu, I, I still don't know if I'm cool with her ever since she made that comment about slick supporting our killers. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Mm. I didn't forget about it. 
<laughs> damn you, Erica Badu. Damn, Erica. Damn. Damn, damn. So, yeah. How you gonna make a song about pissing? How you gonna make a song about pissing on somebody? <laughs> it's a video. It's a, he didn't make a song. <laughs> oh, man. That's good shit. Good shit. Here's another question from Dad. Um, uh, since we haven't talked about it yet, Black Panther at the Oscars, do you think it has a chance at Best Picture? Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, probably not. That's not to say that I don't think it should win. Like, I think it's as uh, as deserving as any other movie that gets Best Picture. Uh, but, I mean, I think the nomination is what is enough for the Academy. They're like, yeah, we gave it to them. And then it'll win, like, you know, costume design or something. And, like, movie. Uh, hopefully it wins a soundtrack, the Kendrick Lamar song. I'm really hoping that that wins. Got you. Yeah, if they, if, look, I don't know I shouldn't down this being a native Memphian, but damn it, if 3-6 Mafia can win an Oscar for It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp, right? all the stars with Kendrick Lamar and SZA deserves an Oscar, hands down. I, I, I do think, though, that there is, that Black Panther has a shot for winning an Oscar because of who the director is. I think it has a shot because it is very political, like with the Oscars, and yeah. I think it's not just because Black Panther. Like, if anybody else had directed it, maybe not. But the fact that Ryan Coogler's also directed Creed and Fruitvale Station, you know, like yeah, he's yeah, been he nominated is. before. He's for, been nominated, or his movies have. I don't think his movies ever been, have been nominated uh, before. Um, so I feel like that that may play into it. But my dad was talking about how amazing Green Book was. Like, he could not stop telling me how great Green Book was, and I know that that's a contender. My mom um, liked it. Yeah, so I I think that if it does, what are, who are the nominees for Best Picture? There's a lot. Um, well, there's the usual amount, isn't there? They always say the same. Well, no, no I don't think it so varies much. between five and ten. Yeah, oh, they, really? they, they've upped it over the years. Uh, so, um, there's Black Klansmen, which is Stop good. Have you guys watched that yet? No, not yet. No, not yet. I did watch Bohemian Rhapsody on the plane. And it was good, but I don't think it's going to win an Oscar. Like, I don't think the movie itself is Oscar-worthy. I think that... Uh, how do you say his name? Is it Rami Malek? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he deserves an Oscar for his if it were to, If it were to win anything, it would probably be something like that. I think there's mm -hmm. too much controversy surrounding that movie right now for it to really do I mean, the movie... Well. But not just that. The movie itself is very... Um, if it weren't for him, it would be like watching... It sounds bad, but if it weren't for him and his performance, it would be just like watching something on like a, a BH1, you know, like movie. Yeah. movie you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like you're, you know, it's just he. He's just he's really he's a really good actor. Um, but I think that I think that uh, <laughs> Star is Born and Green Book are the biggest contenders for Black Panther. The only ones I've seen are Black Panther and Black Klansman. Um. Uh, so between those two, I'd probably have to give it to Black Panther. I think Black Panther should win anyways, just because 
And I know it's so funny because we were talking about this, but so many people were pissed and they were like, Infinity War should have been the nominee. It made more money than Black Panther and it was a bigger movie and blah, 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 blah. But I think what people are missing is that movie doesn't stand alone. I think that there's something to be said yeah, for the fact that this, needs... this late, this late in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have a movie coming out way late, right? So 19. after all these other films that are connected to it, it doesn't matter. You can, you can still watch Black Panther and only Black Panther and it'll work, but it doesn't work the same for like Infinity War. It doesn't work for that at all. And so I think that's part of it. And also, I'm just going to be real, like Infinity War, not really a great movie. 90% of my enjoyment of that movie was the initial, oh, shit, look, so-and-so's meeting so-and-so, and the universes are crossing over. What? There's that funny inside joke from that movie five movies back. <laughs> After you watch it the first time, mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that most of the movie was, like, people who are big fans of, you know, just those movies in general, like waiting to see what happens when Star Lord crosses paths with uh, Thor, you know, like, and that's just that doesn't that doesn't say best picture to me at all. Like that doesn't speak to the quality of the movie. That just speaks to our excitement as fans waiting on that moment. It's not. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Uh, I could see uh, it being nominated uh, much in the same way that um, like uh, Return of the King was nominated, but then they may wait for Endgame to come out and kind of could potentially do that for Endgame. Um, I, I for one, enjoy it no matter how many viewings. I don't necessarily think... If it was up there for Best, best Picture, I wouldn't be like, oh, that wasn't a good... That was a terrible eye choice. Um, uh, but that it didn't get nominated, I don't have a problem either yeah i don't really there are people that are genuinely upset and i don't i don't understand why it's not that kind of movie and i really like it and i think because i agree with liz it is like the kind of movie where as a marvel fan it's great but if you look at it strictly from a movie standpoint it's you know there's a lot of if you throw somebody in like, just watch this movie, they'd be so fucking lost. There's something uh, to be said for Black Panther pulling in a bunch of people who will never watch another Marvel movie. There's yeah. something to be said for that kind of power of a film to be like, there's a whole bunch of viewers, a whole bunch of fans coming out and watching this, and they don't... I had a lot of friends, like a lot of my friends on Facebook saying, I've never watched a Marvel movie and I don't care to see one, but I love Black Panther or I'm going to see Black Panther. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to be happening. Mark Bernardin on... Uh... Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith. He, he, he was talking about his, his his grandma. I was like, she's never gone to go see a Marvel movie, but she went and saw Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what makes it um, a bit more impactful. Plus, there's a, it has like a an easy-to-follow theme. Like, there's a lot of things going on in Infinity War, and this is not a bad thing, mind you. Uh, it was actually one thing that bothers Liz that we've talked about before is like the way... Uh, in Infinity War, for example, Captain America kind of like starts taking oh, charge no. on the battlefield. Oh no, is the podcast about to take a dark turn? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> because look, y'all are gonna look. I'm, am I gonna get hate mail from the 23 listeners when I talk about how much I hate Captain America? Yeah, she doesn't like Captain America. I hate Captain but America. But a lot of people do. Oh, only Chelsea, and, who doesn't listen, will give you hate mail. Yeah. I, <laughs> 
but a lot of people do like Captain America, and you have to have like his moments in the in that movie along with Black because it's a movie like Infinity War is not about you know just having one character do their thing. It's about having all of these characters be able to do their thing somewhat equally, which means stepping on another one's toes from time to time. Because it is a movie where people are like, oh, great, such and such is meeting such and such, and this is happening, you know. So that means Black Panther isn't going to, you know, maybe there will be that moment where Captain America does take charge on the field, but it's because Cap's got to be Cap, and that's what he fucking does. Uh, but then there's also going to be that moment where Thor has to come in and save everybody because he's Thor, and he has to have that badass moment, I guess. You know, there, everyone had to have their moments, and that's great, and I thought it was really fun, and I enjoyed watching that. But that's not really... When you take that many different character arcs and that many different themes, it's hard to really make a one solid movie out of it that sticks by itself. And again, that doesn't take anything away from the quality of the movie. I still love it, because I'm a Marvel fan. But if you're not a Marvel fan, it's like... Wow, yeah, that'd be a hard movie to yeah. to get behind. And I mean, there were just some cold-ass lines in Black Panther, like dialogue, like uh, the infamous, bear me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That's, a great that's some cold shit. That's the, some cold uh, shit. You think Killmonger <laughs> is going to come back? Because uh, there's, there's some speculation that characters that weren't that didn't disappear because of the snap might come back no not just that it's also because at the end you see black panther you see t'challa put some of those little beads you know the bracelets you know that they healed what what's dude's name i forget his name that's terrible i should remember what, his name Killmonger? no not... what who are you trying to remember the white guy Another broken white boy for me to fix. Oh, uh, the CIA agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, don't I don't know his name. Martin Freeman's the actor. Yeah, but, but I, don't, name... I never know the character's name. But, you know, they put the beat in his back. Wait, wait, wait. I know his name. Hold on. I'm going to remember. It's Colonel... Or not... Oh, shit. Sanders? No. Mm, Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken sounds delicious. Whatever. Point is, they took one of the... You know, when he got shot, you know, T'Challa put one of the beads in his back so that that's yeah. made from vibranium to help heal him well at the end when he leaves killmonger's body he sets those beads on his chest and so a bunch of people are like oh shit what if those beads like save him but they don't know he's still alive like all this stuff yeah, and then brian coogler responded with just he said something like i haven't he said i haven't decided yet whether killmonger will be back like he hasn't he, he hasn't confirmed or denied yet whether Killmonger come back but some people somebody noticed it some astute person pointed out and I was like oh shit that really did happen I forgot about that that he set those vibranium beads on top of Killmonger's body and it would make sense I mean, to do something like that because you never know how a movie is going to do and the way that that one turned out well, I think it's crazy not to because people love that character yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean he's he's one of the favorite uh, antagonists in the universe but here's something for you guys what about what do you guys have you heard or what do you think about the theory that those that we thought died or those that disappeared at the end are actually the ones that lived and the ones that remain are the ones that died. I don't know. That seems possible to me. I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess that's possible, but I don't. Um. I would say probably not given that the, the synopsis that comes out talks about the characters uh, 
um, that correcting, just seems like it's a little correcting what part. the yeah correcting whatever uh, Thanos did. Well, one I would say no, and then two I would say then why does Ant Man show up there? Like, what would Ant Man have to do? You would think if they're the ones that died, it would be the other group coming to rescue them, not them coming out of death or whatever, quote unquote. Do you think Ant Man is a scroll? Uh, no. I don't think I don't think anybody in this movie will be scrolls. I uh, no, I don't, I'm not saying they'd be revealed to be a scroll, but no, I kind of get watchfulness. No, I don't think that. I hadn't heard that rumor. Uh, I think the Secret War with the scrolls happens in the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, but in order to do that, you have to have characters that were squirrels the the whole time. Yeah, I can I see know. the that man. I don't know. I'm, you know, just, I'm, you, just, I'm you, just ready for Cap to go. He can die. I mean, uh, he's probably gonna. I'm he, done. With him. He's not. He'll be back. Uh, you know what I was thinking about? You know what I was thinking about for the next uh, something that they could do for the next uh, iteration, especially now that they've gotten these Fox characters. Uh, um, instead of doing like a, a a big bad again, or maybe you do like a a smaller big bad for like a smaller arc of movies in the MCU, but have you could have somebody who's uh, who is uh, very upset by the the events that have happened on the world and how they've affected him and by extension his people. Uh, and I think it'd be cool if Doctor Doom is a multi-tiered villain for different characters in the MCU. Because I think you could have him coming in as the, you know, the king of, uh, was it Latveria? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's not Latveria. It's something else. No, it's Latveria. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, but like I, you know, like kind of like how old boy came out of Sokovia. Like what happened? Like everything that the Avengers have done to the planet and how that would have affected his country and their economy and the people. It'd be interesting to see Doctor Doom be. Somebody that doesn't just tangle with the Fantastic Four. Hey, I got a random question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What happened to Wanda's accent? She started hanging around Americans and Vision. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a random issue I have. Yeah, I guess you know what? Not. I really hadn't thought about it until this moment that she has <laughs> such a thick accent. In yeah. fucking Age of Ultron, and then she basically is so low key in the next couple movies. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, all I can think, you know, it's just like when uh, Lindsay Lohan started hanging out with them English people. All of a sudden, she, started, like, she was British. Hello, Governor. I'm Lindsay Lohan. Don't don't bring up Lindsay Lohan. Uh, okay, look, she you she's. Know, what you don't want to talk about that dumpster fire? No, I really don't. I really don't. She tried to kidnap somebody's child. <laughs> Did she really? Oh, yeah, man. she talked about her trifling. So, she uh. Don't get started a... on Lindsay Lohan. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Fuck that. Well, Lindsay Lohan no. was. We can it... talk about that offline. What is that sound in the background? Billy's video game. No, it's not. 
Wait, hold on. What's it sound like? Sounds like a video game. Your video game. I'm sure it's getting picked up because I. I mean, I've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> no one said anything. How do we know it's not Liz's video game? I don't have a video game going. We have one TV in this house. That's not true. Oh, the other one's in Haley's room. Yeah, though. I've been tempted to take it out and put it in our room. No. What? She's not here. I'm not moving the TV around. We have to move it anyway. We're moving out of this apartment. That's true. You're telling me you don't want a TV on when we go to bed? I'm saying you don't want a TV on when we go to bed. I don't care. Lies. Why are you lying so much? Why you got liabilities? Because I can't. Mm, liabilities. He's got liabilities. What are you playing, Billy? Uh, so do you well, know, and do you know how, how, how often I have to take out fucking loud-ass clicks of you clicking a video game controller? It's really fucking annoying. What? I don't know what you're talking about. You can't yeah, even barely exactly. hear no, 100%. <laughs> Bitch, I've heard traffic go down your road. That's how good your microphone is. So it don't is tell me I can't, I can't hear your fucking game really controller. I mean, I, you should be happy with how happy it is. I told him to turn it down. He said it is turned down. Tell me why I just turned the volume down. <laughs> well, though, but he's not talking about just the, the beeping, though, from the... Cause he's, I think he means the clicking from my controller, too. Yeah, like, when I go back and... Edit, you can pick it up. I'll be like, click, delete this, click, delete that, click, delete this, um, delete that. I have to have something... smack, delete this. I have to have something to keep my hands busy. I can't help it. Oh I did it when we did Retcast, too. Like, I always had something going on. Well, what's the next question? <laughs> uh, it's the last question. There's only one left. Uh, what was the last game you 100%ed? Um, I can't even tell you what the last game was 100%ed. Probably Skyrim, but I haven't even 100%ed that, so I, I couldn't. I don't know. I don't really, I'm not really a 100%er on games. I'm not either. I'm in it for like the storyline a lot. So once I get past that, or like whatever, uh, man, I don't know. I I distinctly remember getting a hundred percent on uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City and being really proud of that. But that was years ago. Because yeah. uh, I remember there were these secret packages you had to find, and when you found all yeah. of them, you got a, an attack helicopter. And I was I stoked about that attack. I remember helicopter. that. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, there's. I don't really a hundred get. Yeah, somebody said they they had just got a hundred percent on uh, Spider Man. I think. So like I you know, whatever. I played the game. Maybe I'll play the DLC sometime if it ever goes on sale. But you know, uh, at this point, I I just don't feel the need to like pick up all the little things and. Yeah. It's so tedious and for so little, you know, like, oh, you get a new suit. Okay. I guess that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have no problem doing it in this time. It gives me something to replay the Spider-Man game. And I do, I like, I do like it. I like just the playing of Spider-Man. Like, I don't necessarily need the story part of it. So doing the challenges to kind of get unlocked different suits and gadgets and stuff like that. Um. What does it mean to 100%? It means you've done... So, like, usually when you pause a game, it'll say percentage of the game that's done. Like, you find something on there. And it'll say, you know, maybe after you finish it, 62%. So, like, you need to do all the side missions, find all the secret stuff. You know, 
get all the achievements. Uh, oh, hell, I've never done that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't think I've done it, but like once or twice with a game. I've never, I've never done that. Do you... There's just, it's just so much to do, and I'm like, and it's great that you know when games put that much into into a game so you know it's definitely you know depending since games cost so much money now mm-hmm. uh but at the same time i'm like jesus christ i don't want to do i this. can't recall ever having enough time to even do that like just enough time on my hands um you want to know what the first game ever that i got all the achievements for that was on the xbox 360 was what's that it was the avatar game and the only reason I I know and or remember this is because it's a it's a stain of embarrassment because um, one Xbox used to track what games you had completed all the achievements for. Oh yeah, and, they did. And and that was be- they quit doing that really I think probably because of DLC because the moment DLC came out it added new achievements and it would essentially null and void you having 100% of the game when new, there are new achievements out, right? So they really quit tracking that. So for the longest time, the only game I had ever completed all the achievements for that it would show was the Avatar game. And the thing about the Avatar game was you could get those achievements in the tutorial and you could get them so quickly. It literally took you longer to get the game out of the case, put it in your Xbox, boot it up, and load into the game than to actually play the game and get the achievements. Because you can, basically, they had the dumbest five achievements. They had five achievements for the game, and those five achievements were a 10-hit combo, a 20-hit combo, a 30-hit combo, a 40-hit combo, and a 50-hit combo. And you could get that all in the tutorial. And once I found out you could do that, I did it. And to my shame, for the longest time, that was the only game I had 100%ed. Yeah, I, I just don't want to. I, I just eventually will get tired of a game, too. For you know, It's like, if you've been playing for so long, I'm like, all right, let's do something different. Uh, I don't know, Liz, what was the last game you beat? The last game I beat? Huh. I don't know that game, huh? I'm thinking. Is it a side scroller? Is it a platform? We just we've established the poet like to edit the show. So if you have too much silence, he's gonna have to cut it out. And he's like, yeah, you you might not make the episode, Liz, with all that silence at the beginning. (laughs) You need to be quiet because you got multiple moments of silence over there while you're over there. As a good as a good host, I allow my guests to talk so I can let them uh, uh, think and express themselves fully. Boy, bye! You were doing that after I'd been talking for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, the last game that I can remember finishing, honest to God, I think it was Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I really do. Nice. I just don't. I don't know. I'm just not as into. Video games like that, like I said, I like the quick gratification of like, let me play, you know, this character on Tekken, or let me play Mortal Kombat for a minute. Like, I don't... Did you ever unlock all the characters you could get on Tekken? No, by my damn self. No, my brother and my dad helped me. Well, that's fine, though. 
Because I think me and my brother uh, together like got all the characters on Taken 3. Even the ones we didn't even really want. Like, do you remember there was a doctor character who, like, he was Dr. always B. laying on the back? Yeah. Dr. And, like, B. We, worked, we went through hell to unlock that character. Because I think he had to go do the Taken Arcade mode, like, four times or something. And then, like, you had to beat him. And well, was, then you have to beat them as the opposite character. So, like, you have um, Roger, right? Who was the kangaroo. Yeah. But if you press the right button, his skin changes to Alex the uh raptor yeah whatever it is so you get a different unlocked character if you finish the game as roger versus if you finish the game as alex so like that that was always that was fun when you learned that the first time um and then of course when you play tech and tag you know how you pair up the tag teams you know that who are your favorite tekken characters to be mine was always lay wulan was my hands down favorite tekken character to be when I went to Lei Wulan, you knew you had to bring your best character to fight me. Um, I don't think I have a favorite character to beat. I just have a favorite character to play as. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, what, that's what I meant. Yeah, who is your favorite uh, character to, to beat? You said to be. Uh, Ling Xiaoyu. Yeah, to be. Like, who do you like to be? Not beat. It's, it did kind of sound like you said beat. Uh, uh, Ling Xiaoyu. Yeah, she was my favorite. And the yeah. thing is. She's a bit difficult on the combos, and so not everybody. I remember none of my like not all my friends were patient enough to figure out how to work her. She was my favorite. My brother always played as Yoshimitsu, and uh, my dad always played as King. Okay. Uh, uh, what, yeah, what, was was it June? Was that the girl who do the for, like the forward cartwheel kick? Yes, and yeah. if people oh, did not man. work right, she would keep cartwheeling, cartwheeling. Oh, I would, I would cartwheel the fuck out of motherfuckers. Yeah, I, I learned so many awesome combos of hers. And I picked her um, because I liked her story. Because I remember when you would get the game, you used to get the little booklets that would tell a story. And I thought her story was cool. Because um, you learned about like their origin story or whatever. And then, yeah, I don't know if y'all remember that. But there were, like, oh, yeah, I had, I had the, uh, the strategy guide, which yeah, is such too. a weird thing to have, I guess, for a fighting game. But I, it had all their stories in it, too. I, I had that, too. John and I bought that just because of that. So it was funny because then um, that's when I started pairing Jen with her on Tekken Tag because their stories crossed over. Yeah. That was who I like to play as. I played Jen a lot, and I played uh, Eddie Gordo. Yeah, Which I did Eddie Gordo Eddie because was I was one. I wasn't as good as my brother was and I could just button mash with Eddie. Fun <laughs> fact. While I was living in Brazil, I actually took classes in capoeira, which is the fighting style that Eddie does. I I went and I, I just felt like a fucking dork because they were like my I was working in this lab and my lab mates were like, Oh yeah, you should go do this or whatever and I looked it up and I was like, Oh shit, like Tekken. They didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But I was just excited to get to take this, like, Brazilian fighting style class in Brazil. Oh, you dumb American. Yeah, for real, though. But I had a great time. So I was like, man. Billy, calm down on the controller. I'm trying to level up. This is my life every day, poet. Every day. Not every day. I don't want to have to edit out a whole bunch of thumb presses. It's, like, fucking ridiculous. I'm gonna fight for my life. Okay. No, you're not. <laughs> you know. Uh, you were in the fight for your life earlier when you told Liz you didn't put much thought into her episode. That's he sure was. He still. Life. 
He's still in that fight because I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's why I got to keep this episode going as long as possible because as soon as we're done, she's going to be like, so you didn't think about it? You better be happy I went to Lush today and spent $50 on some bath bombs. You spent $50 on Lush? <laughs> Don't act like uh, you are really angry about that. I'm not, but if I try <laughs> to act like I am, then maybe I won't get in trouble oh, later. Do you really believe that Billy is ever going to yell at me no. about it? This fool, this fool, I needed him to control, help me control my shopping. I was in Atlanta this past weekend for the Super Bowl festivities, and I went to Lenox Mall, and I saw a coach bag I wanted for like $300. And I called Billy, and I was like, I don't think I should get this bag. What do you think? And I sent him the picture. He was like, oh, I think you should get it. Oh like, my God. did it. You know, Catherine, God, this is, like, this is why I can't ask Billy. I messaged Catherine. Catherine was like, well... The color goes with everything. She's like, but, you know, all this stuff. Like, we're going through the pros and cons, the specs of the bag. Okay. You know. I feel like I gave, I gave some good reason for it, though. I said that it was a good – because of the price and because of the fact that it's a coach bag, it is a good bag that will last a good long while. And it's worth the money to get something like that, especially when you have it, which we did. We had a little bit of money in the savings to do that. So you know you don't have to like get some like shitty bag that's gonna ruin, like, wear out over the next few months and replace it. Better to get one that's gonna last for a long time because you and I like to get stuff and hold on to it for a while. Oh, for sure. I'm not one of these people who just like. I actually only have one other purse, which surprises people. Um, but the other reason I got it is, and I know poet, you don't care about this, but bags appreciate in value. You keep them in good condition. I always said I would never buy stock, but I would buy an Hermes Birkin bag, like 100%. Like if I had money to spend on a Birkin, I would buy Birkin bags before I would buy stock because my Birkin bag is going to have a higher return on investment than a, than a stock. And I know that's insane, but um, it was funny because I was thinking about that watching. Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Yeah, we watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I watched it on your Voodoo account. So um, I, I was thinking about that watching Crazy Rich Asians because I had watched a Vogue video talking about the actual Crazy Rich Asians who the film is based on. And one of these women in particular, her name is Hart. Um, she is an artist and an actress. Um, she has so many Birkin bags. And... You know, you can buy an Hermes Birkin bag for $10,000 and, you know, and if you, and they're so, you pre-order them and a lot of times and they're so rare so that after you buy this bag and she had like a lot of custom bags, you know, her bag is now quadrupled in value, you know, over just a few years and it's just the craziest thing. Um, and it's a purse. It's a purse. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians was a great movie, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you guys discussed it, but my God, that movie was awesome and it wasn't nominated for a best picture oscar was it Mm-mm. was it nominated for anything actually i don't I, know, I don't know I don't, but I, I think i don't think it was i think it, it didn't catch many nominations at all through awards seasons that yeah me. i i really i really enjoyed crazy new chases i'm a fan of aquafina i've been a fan of her since yes. um and so like aqua or uh, aquafina a Crazy Rich Asians and uh, Ocean's Eight. I was just excited to see her uh, kind of get breakout roles in both those movies. 
I love her, and I love... The thing about Crazy Rich Asians that I don't get is, at the very least, and I mean the very least, why is that film not nominated for Best Costume? Holy hell, the whole film is fashion. Yeah. It's it's just it's mind-boggling to me sometimes about the way the academy works and all the politics of it and you know if they wanted to you know play minority you know appeasement you know whatever they do to like oh let's appease the minorities for a little bit uh -huh. uh you'd think they would have put crazy rich asians in some categories because i i can't i can't recall another film big box like hollywood american film that is all Asian in the cast. No, not since. Um, not since. Uh, I, I now I can't think of the name of the movie. Um, What's but about? yeah, it's it's been a while. Yeah, and then the other thing is like I, you know, uh, I have, I have Asian coworkers. Um, so we were chatting about this film, and you know, we were talking about how. Black, predominantly black films get pushed to the same category. They're slaves or they're maids or it's something about civil rights. You know, it's the same shit. Well, and like with, that movie for with, the, the trailer we saw. Yes. <laughs> but with with um, Asian movies, it's always like kung fu fighting or martial arts. You know, like some yeah. kind of... You yeah. know, it's the same thing. Like, you get pushed into the stereotype. And that's the thing about Crazy Rich Asians is it totally blew past that stereotype. And that's... That's what was so nice about it. it. It's it's like okay, can we can we stop making these movies that you know like we get it? Okay, yeah, that's an important story to tell. Like especially with black films, it's like yeah, it's important to tell the stories of slavery. Like Selma, you know, we need that movie. We need Twelve Years a Slave. We need all of those films to tell that story. But can we have not just that? And that's what I loved about Girls Trip. I know that was a comedy, and so it's not the kind of movie that gets like you know nominated for an Oscar thing. But it did damn well in the box office, and it reached a ton of audiences. And it was so awesome to see a movie that was all black women that wasn't talking about the strife of black women, like they weren't all maids or yeah. something. Like they oh, they were all successful. They actually. were all successful, and then it was and it was funny. It was funny no matter whether you know, no matter who you were watching that film, you laughed. And we need we need more of those those movies for sure. Um, it is it would be my dream to make a movie that is an all-minority cast, and it's never commented on. Like, I would love to make a film, like, write a movie that's, like, a big hit that the entire cast, it has nothing to do with their race or ethnicity or anything, and it's just not commented on. And just, like, have the plot of the movie, you know, be whatever the plot is, but happen to cast, you know, all of these minorities, and just not, not say shit about it, and just see how people react to that. Um, because I feel like people would comment on that, you know, in different ways and all that, that, that they wouldn't if you just do that with an all-white cast. Like, it doesn't matter that they're white. They get to just have the, the plot, you know, and the character development. And so it would be cool as shit to do that. Yeah, and it reminds me, uh, when you're talking about having those stereotype roles, I remember when uh, the casting for Doctor Strange came out, and uh, people were, there were people that were upset about uh, how, what was... Is it the master? What was what was she called again? The oh, Tilda um, Swinton. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what her character was called? I don't remember. Tilda Swinton. No. Her name wrong. Uh, she. Uh, there were people that were upset because in the comics it was like an old Asian man, and they're like, oh, so now it's this white woman. Uh, why do they have to whitewash? And I remember it was actually it was Rage, our friend Rage, who hopefully listens to the show. I don't know if he does. 
But uh, I remember him commenting online about it. It was like, actually, I think it's really nice to not see a stereotypical Asian part again of like, oh, the old Asian master. Like, why do we, why does that always happen? Yeah, the ancient one. The ancient one, yes, thank you. Yeah. And I think um, that, that makes sense to me. Oh, here I go. Listening to Billy's fingers mashing on a controller. I'm <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's not happening. I mean, it's just no respect. He just doesn't care that it's only going to make my editing of the episode that much harder. If you give it a minute, yes. Mayor Gray has just awoken from her nap. She's probably going to scream in the yeah, microphone. Yeah, she, well, she always, I think that too, uh, whenever she gets near the mic, but then she doesn't. I think she just likes being close to it just in case, like if we have any questions for her. <laughs> she's ready to answer because she's a diva. Like, you know, she's ready to take over, but I, I don't foresee that happening either. So, Poet, have you been watching any TV shows? Um, just shows. Counterpart and uh, True Detective and uh, Top Chef and Big Bang. Oh, I, uh, huh. I, damn it. I was trying to think of what I saw the other day about Big Bang Theory. And, uh, oh, I know what it was. Something I didn't know. Billy pointed it oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that Johnny Galecki gets a million dollars an episode. Mm. I mean, what? I don't really know. I don't really know what they're paid. It is the number one show on the number one sitcom on television. So, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Really? Right. Why do you think they got paid so much? It's universally loved and reviled. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. I just hear so much hate against the show. That's why I'm surprised by it i didn't know it was the number one show on tv though oh yeah it's um, like yeah it's like cbs's number one show yeah. it's like the number one like sitcom that's crazy yeah i like it okay i mean good for them like yeah that's great <laughs> i particularly love it i don't really care what other people say even me yep you know me i don't, I don't give a fuck about you Little stupid ass bitch. And I fuck with you. Little dumb ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't have any feelings one way or the other about Bing Bang Theory. It's just not my cup of tea, but I'm not one of these people who's like, oh my god, it's just terrible. Um, so I don't I've watched some episodes and I've gotten enjoyment like here and there out of it. It's just I'm not like a, a big fan, but it's also not something that if somebody has it on TV, I'm like, oh, you gotta turn that off. It's right. terrible. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm a fan. I didn't watch it to begin with. I caught it on TBS reruns. You just fell in love with the characters. I mean, I get it, because there, the, there are people that don't like it because the, they don't like that it's such a stereotype of, I guess, nerds or smart people. So I understand that, I guess. And but at the same time, isn't it kind of nice to have a show where, especially when it's so successful where the leads are not strictly speaking with the with the exception of uh, what's her name Kelly Kelly Co- Kelly Cuoco. Well, yeah with the, her exception uh, they're not particularly the most attractive people which is not usual for a hit sitcom yeah, yeah. and she she looks she's very girl next door like even her character is like you know it doesn't feel super unrealistic, but I will say when you talk about like the nerd stereotype, okay, as someone who used to be a researcher and work in research labs and who now works at this, you know, science agency, uh, 
Yeah, no, scientists have no social skills. Like, whenever I did watch Big Bang Theory, I would just I, I would just see some of the characters, and I would go, my God, that reminds me of Dr. So-and-so. Or, you know, like, I could just... it it It's exaggerated, obviously, to a point, but there is... There's there's a lot of the social awkwardness that I just it's so believable and I can I can confidently say that it's 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 more realistic than you would think and that's a part I think a big part of why I did get out of like like drifted away from hard science research and went into something like more practical because I am an extrovert I am a people person um but sometimes they'll say things on the show and all I can think is, damn, that reminds me when I worked in that math lab that one time <laughs> with the people I worked with. And so uh, the, the nerd stereotype exists for a, for a reason. It definitely does. Um, um, I was thinking about, well, honestly, one of the reasons that I fell in love with the show or, even, or not fell in love with it, but like watched it was because of Johnny Galecki and, um, uh, and now I can't think of her name, but the girl who played Darlene because she was on as a character on the show. So I liked that they have that. Like, I liked that they had those two on the show and I liked seeing Johnny Galecki because I was a fan of his on Roseanne and stuff. Yes. So I, I like seeing him, uh, uh, you know, present day. And honestly, like I loved the TV show Blossom um, <laughs> and I love Amy Farrah Fowler on Big Bang Theory. So, and I love that they have Maya Bialy on the show. So, like, you know, like two childhood actors who I watched as a child, like getting to watch them as adults, I, is really one of my favorite aspects of that show. Um, no, I was going to say, those characters, actually, or when, those actors. When I have watched it, what I have enjoyed is because I also was a big fan of Roseanne, and so to see Johnny Galecki and Sarah Gilbert like together, yeah, Sarah Gilbert, was, yeah, she, you know, I I love the two of them, um, and I never watched a lot of Blossom. I think that's a little bit before yeah. my time, but I did remember years ago. I think it was on like a VH1. Where are they now? You know, something like that. And I found out that she became a neuroscientist, yeah. and that's what I, that's what I was interested in undergrad. Like when I talk about working in the mouse lab, I worked in a neuroscience lab, and so I thought it was so cool that there was this actress who then became a neuroscientist, and I started like reading some of the stuff she she did, and and it was just like it was on VH1, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool, this girl from Blossom. And so when um, I think I was actually watching the episode where they made the joke, you know, on Big yeah. Bang Theory about. Oh, you know that girl from Blossom? She she got a PhD in neuroscience, and then they then brought her on the show as a neurobiologist. That, yeah, as, yeah. After that show, after that joke was made, so yeah. But I I loved seeing Johnny Galecki. I've always loved him. And funny fun fact: me and Billy were watching. Um, I know what you did last summer, and he forgot that Johnny Galecki is in that movie. Yeah, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I, so he, I haven't seen that movie probably since it came out. I forgot he's in that movie. He is. He gets That's screwed up bad. I know. Like, he, he gets killed, and he didn't do he didn't anything. Do anything, and he gets thrown with some crabs in the trunk of Chick's car, and Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, "Oh my god!" And then you're just like, "Man, that that sucks for him." It was really unfair because then you don't you have no sympathy for the killer. Yeah, because that was the part <laughs> that I thought would be interesting about the movie is you know you have the killer who was left for dead by these kids. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, they basically almost killed you. You're going to try and kill them back. There's, that's, there's something there. 
But the first person that he kills as soon as he comes back is Johnny Galecki, who didn't do anything to him. <laughs> and he's like a totally innocent guy, and it's just... Yeah, he was only guilty of having a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. And who didn't? Who, who, didn't have a, who didn't have a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt? They tried to make her look weird with those bangs in the movie. But uh, they weird. didn't try to make her look weird. That was just very 90s. Oh, was that like the she, look? Yeah, like we were talking about... T- we're watching this, uh, what's the show? Uh, Pen, Pen, 15. Pen 15 on Hulu about the girls in middle school. Um, and I said something about, oh, look, she's got that PC hair look going. And Billy said, what? I was like, it's when we used to frame our face with little skinny pieces of hair. It's a very 2000s thing. And I'm liking this show because I was in middle school, you know, from 2001 to 2004. So, you know, it's right there for what I remember because that's that's my time. Um and I guess Billy's time too, but he's like, I don't remember anything about middle school. No, I, re- no, I remember. There's a lot of it. But it's specifically also, it's about also, girls. Yeah, it's specifically from the yeah, point of view for two girls. It's specifically about two girls. And so I was just pointing out, like, oh my god, I had a shirt like that, or oh my god. And then I realized, oh shit, I am old. Like I'm at the point where we're watching a TV show that is supposed to be a retro time period. It's when I was in middle school. <laughs> this feels terrible. Oh my god, I'm almost thirty. Well, if it makes you feel better, you said you were in middle school in 2001 to 2004. I was in middle school in the 80s. We weren't born yet. Yeah, yeah I wasn't great. even thought about. Uh, you know, it's it's funny, too, cause, and, and I feel stupid not realizing this, because I thought the show looked funny to begin with, uh, and I was reading about it the other day before, because I think the episodes came out on Hulu just like yesterday. Uh, I just thought that it was children in the show uh but the two leads are actually like one's 30 and the other one's like 24 25 yeah uh and they look so young but they're everyone else in the show are like middle school age children <laughs> yeah it's interesting the way they have that 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 kind of setup but the girls playing the middle schoolers it's uh, when billy described it to me at first i thought it was like the satire of like oh they're supposed to obviously look 30 and be 30 years old and it's like i don't know i thought it was the part no they they're not they look these these two women they look so young they actually do look like middle schoolers and they're both very petite but it's it's a good it's a funny show and i when they're getting ready for like the dance and you know for after you know their middle school dance and stuff like that man i was having i was having some flashbacks mm-hmm. and all i could think about with the way yeah I feel so old, poet. I'm going to be 29 years old in oh, two months. 29, you're a baby. Oh, whatever. I feel so old. I don't even know what to do. I'm just like, ugh. My 20s are ending. It's like they just started. Like, I, I'm so pissed because when I started law school, I, was, I just turned 24. And it feels like law school was yesterday. And it kind of fucking was, but it sucked three years of my life away. <laughs> yeah, and it is funny to think about that because, you know, sometimes I'll think about how long you and I have been together, uh, which is about the time that you started law school. Yep. And it's so strange to be like, wow, it's been years. And, you know, obviously not as long as uh, some you know other relationships for people, but... Our third it's, anniversary is this year. For, so for, yeah, for our marriage. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's insane. I just feel, and I mean, uh, I just, all that, I just feel, I feel old. And it's this, 
Like, I, I'm just thinking back. I was in school nonstop from the time I was five until 2017. So I did the whole back-to-back-to-back degrees and everything. So I was just in school the whole time. And so I spent the majority of my 20s in college. And it's not like Van Wilder who spent the majority of his 20s in college. Like, I actually had to work and do stuff. And uh, He eventually graduated. Eventually, but he partied a lot. I didn't do all that partying. I didn't party the first year of college, so... Um, Man, I've partied so much in college, I don't even remember it. Oh my god. No. no Time's just going really. by. It just goes by crazy. I realize I've spent half of my college career online, actually. <laughs> like, pretty much half of it. Yeah, you have. It's, Fuck uh... School. I love school, man. I love it. I love Nerd. being a door. It's, it's, it's neat. Whatever. You watch Big Bang out. Theory. Come on. I'm like I the real Big Bang Theory. I do. I'm not no fucking college nerd, though. That's not really a, you know, that's a good way. So, can we put that on your OKCupid okay account? I'm not oh a college nerd. Oh, my God. Why are you still catfishing people? I haven't catfished anyone because I haven't messaged anyone yet. It's not catfishing. Like, it's you. Please don't end, have me end up on MTV here and knock on my door and be like, hey, ain't I seen you on Catfish? What are First you doing here? Of all, First of all, if Neve shows up, okay, punch him because he's a douche, okay? Second of all, nobody's going to put you on Catfish. Is that even still running? You know, I watched the hell out of Catfish for years. I did. I watched Catfish for so long. But I know that Neve, the guy who, you know, one of the hosts, um, some people people don't like him. (laughs) Um. I just remember when that I I don't I've never seen the episode but I've just seen the meme where the one girl's like she catfished her cousin because he called her fat ass Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 she didn't, poet. No, man, it was it was more savage. That she called her a fat ass Kelly Price. Yo, fat ass Kelly Price. That's <laughs> fucked her, up. She called her a fat Kelly Price. And I love Kelly Price. I love Kelly Price, and I say this, you know, with all the love. But what's funny about that is Kelly Price is a big girl. Like, it's, so I'm just like, wait, how are you going to call her a fat Kelly Price? Mm. Oh, man. I am shame, but that's the funniest shit. I, I love Catfish. I love it when the the person turns out to be a total, you know, the totally opposite gender. From what the person's expecting, um, there was one in particular where this, this, uh, well, it's happened with both a woman and a man, where they've said, "Who was talking on the phone with them, though? Who was the woman?" And then they said, "Oh no, that was me." And then the dude will slick, start doing a female's voice, like effortlessly, like they start talking, and it sounds exactly like a woman, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, that's intense. That's commitment. That is commitment. But I can't believe that these people, every time the show starts, well, we've been talking for five years, but we've never video chatted or talked on the phone or uh, FaceTimed or Skyped because um, his internet don't work right. Like, like, when you get, like, if you get one excuse, okay. But once you hit two, three, four excuses, nah, you got to pull that, you got to pull that card. Court, I mean. Can you imagine if for years we were talking and, 
I, for some reason, I was always like, ah, uh, you know, uh, we, I can't get on Skype. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, man, no, it's just here's, you know, you guys don't even talk to me. Like that'd be so weird. And we're not even like romantically interested in each other, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> what? That's what do you not mean, me? As far as you know. I don't know. Let, let me make it just clear. If I you wasn't the guy, you would definitely with your not be the kind of guy I'd be into. Damn. Why? What's wrong with me? I'm not <laughs> cute. Damn. That was. Oh, man. That was Look, Let me tell you something. If you want to understand the kind of guy I would have to date if I was gay, it's like the Jay Z lyric Don't watch me, watch my bitch. She's the one bringing the heat in. That's the kind of person I need. I need somebody who's like, yeah, you don't need to worry about me. You need to worry about her. She'll fuck you up. Ain't nobody worried about you, Billy. Just don't put that uh-huh. out there. You ain't walking into no room and anybody in there like, oh, I think he could take me. Nobody thinks that, Billy. What, in a fight? Yes. Do you think yeah. people Do you think people are worried about me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Am I that scary? But I'm not. But I don't think I don't think of myself as that anyway. Well, Memphis okay, can, but so was Billy. Can I tell you a funny, funny story about my bitch face though? So I have this coworker. We share an office. He has the most epic bitch face you ever saw. As do I. Um, I think we scare people, and I didn't realize it until this past week. I don't know if my coworkers. Maybe they just think I. I, I don't know what they think about me. I talk to them. I'm nice to them. Whatever. But it takes me a minute to um, send the signal from my brain to my mouth to smile. So when people show up at our office door, like neither one of us are smiling. We just kind of look at them like, "Hello." <laughs> so this week, both my office mate. Okay, so he was in Hawaii, and my team lead was sick. I was the only one there. I kid you not. A couple people like paced by my office door and their office door twice before they finally came around. Cause I'm, there's only three of us on the team. Um, and so finally they would come to my door and go, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, I see so-and-so's not in today. So I I guess I got to ask you. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. Like they just were like scared to come to my door. I was like, damn, I got to work on my bitch face. Cause I, I like all of these people. Like, it's not even like these are people I can't stand or that I, who I don't talk to. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to work on that because, um, you know, I'm starting a new job in about three weeks and I need to go in positive. Yeah. Not scaring people. Definitely. I and we're moving soon. Right. And we're moving soon. I can't scare the neighbors. So what are y'all getting? Like a house, an apartment? What? Oh shit! It's a it's an you know how much we're in an apartment. You know how much this damn apartment costs? How much? Twenty four hundred a month. God damn. Yeah. So you think I got a house? Hell no! I'm not getting a house. This is a two bed two bath apartment, and I'm thrilled to have it. Yeah, it's expensive to live out here. Uh... <laughs> expensive is an understatement. This is insane. I mean, it ain't like we suck here. We chose to come here. Yup. I can't complain to him, but still, I feel bad for the motherfucker stuck here. Wait, how do they afford... Whatever. You can't... You cannot live here. I mean, you honest to God cannot live, and I don't mean we're not even living, like, lavish or anything. Um, But just to live comfortably, <laughs> you cannot live here unless your family is making six figures. That's insane. Yeah. 
Uh, insane. But, I mean, it is. It's like the second or third highest cost of living city in the country, so. Good way it is. But, but I always used to laugh. You know, I used to mock people, say, man, those motherfuckers in California are stupid as shit. Why are you going to live out there and pay all that money? You can live somewhere else cheaper. And then here I am looking stupid. Right. Here I am. But I love it, though. I love living in D.C. Uh, it has definitely grown on me. I, I like it quite a bit. Man, I love it. I'm here for the drama. I'm ready for it. Robert Mueller drove by in a car a few months ago, past my office. It was exciting. I was just like, hey! Might not have been Robert Mueller. Might have just been some white guy in a suit. I don't know. I know. Every time I see, there's so many like old white guys in suits in this city. Every time I see one, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's. Oh, old. but Comey, you can't mistake Comey though. That man is tall. He's six foot eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a tall man. I laughed. I laughed a good hearty laugh when I saw that post from uh, on Black People Twitter that said, "I don't trust a damn thing that Comey has to say." He could have been in the NBA helping LeBron uh, score, but instead he, he chose to be a snitch. Oh, man. I had to think about uh, it. I said, damn. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. That is sus. That's pretty sus. I don't know if I can trust him. He, you know, he chose to be a snitch. I'm not with it. Y'all should have a segment on um, called This Week on Black People Twitter. Although I don't know if that's okay for two white guys. I don't, I don't think that it is okay for two white guys. You would have to come on and do it. I mean, I could probably get away with it, but Billy wouldn't understand anything that got said. I, know, I feel like the fact that you just said that it's two white dudes, if there's anyone who doesn't know him well enough, like, what? He's white? Yeah, for people who don't know, um, Poet is white. <laughs> I, think, I think our listeners know. <laughs> our friends <That's laughs> well I'm looking right now to see uh, for, for my special segment as a guest um, to see what's going on in black people twitter well while you look I'm going to run to the restroom real quick hold on you run to the restroom cool I don't have to worry about my, my, my button smashing smashing whatever be as loud as I need to be yeah you like that? You like my whole... I think it's lovely. It's beautiful. Meredith seems to enjoy it, too. Yeah. yeah She's right. perked up a little. Adam, back. I got some food coming, so... Just so you guys know. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess, guess we, we should probably figure out where we're going to do food. Well, yeah. We're two hours deep into this episode. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I well, I didn't know this until one hour in, so yeah, I, I was oblivious to what was going on. Well, that's your husband's <laughs> fault, not mine. I like how I keep looking at the laptop, um, motioning and stuff like you can see me and you can't, but... No, I can't. Oh, this thing is going to die. I got the charger and specifically oh the charger. Oh my god, Billy. Why are you so messy? Just You cannot see it's me, It's got Cohen. 28 minutes left. <laughs> Well, actually, I guess that's a sign that we should probably call it since it's okay, been so Okay, well, long. I'm going to end it with the, with uh, Today on Black People Twitter. And since Poet mentioned that one of the shows he's watching is Top Chef, I feel like this is relevant. So, on Black People Twitter, at Mr. George Wallace says, My ass would get kicked off Top Chef right away. We never had someone service just a five-gallon bucket of gravy before. It was a bold choice. 
But the challenge was to make a scone. George, please pack your knives and go. <laughs> oh, man. Why George is serving up gravy? Oh, that's some funny ass shit. Oh, man. Well, and you don't understand. People be getting kicked off because they be making good ass food but didn't follow the fucking rules. Like, this, is some good, this was some good ass gravy, George. But, like we said, we wanted a scone. It's probably the best gravy show. we've had in 17 yep, years without Jeff, but we wanted a scone. So, you've got to go. <laughs> Pack your knives. Leave the kitchen. But a whole bucket of gravy, though. Oh, man. I don't know. It could be, if it's good gravy, I can probably go for a bucket of gravy. I can't lie. Oh, man. All right, should we wrap it up then? I believe we should. That's a, that's a long that's a long ass episode that I didn't expect it to go. He's got a lot to cut out because I was like yelling at you and stuff. You were. Oh, that might go in. No, I'll put that in. It'll go. Were in. you yelling at me at one point though? Like, how bad was it that it needs to be? I mean, I was sternly speaking at you. I know, but I think people know you do that already. No I more or less than normal. Then that's been on any other preview. Right? You were stern with poet at one point too. I'm yeah. stern with everything. Does he need to cut that? <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm poet. I'm Billy. I'm Liz. Good night. <laughs> Yay! This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza.